to do for the listeners now is to talk about the happiness formula, because this is something that a lot of people that I've spoken to have had extreme interest in. And I think the listeners will really get some value out of this. So um, Trevor, you know, the happiness formula, can you tell us what that is? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite things to teach and coach and mentor on. And it's one of those things, Ravi, that when you learn it, you can't unlearn it. It's that good. Are you ready to go? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. So there's really three formulas that we can live in. And I do believe that we live in these three formulas all day long, every day, and they're universal. So it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, if you're in America or listening to this in Australia, doesn't matter what ethnicity you are. These really apply to everyone on the planet. And the three formulas are as follows. And the first one is the formula for happiness. And the formula for happiness is really a bunch of you know letters from the alphabet and a math symbol put together where this is what it sounds like. It's when your capital LC equals your BP. I'll say that again. Your capital LC, then you put an equal sign and you put BP. What does that mean? Well, it means that you'll be happy when your life conditions, that's what LC stands for, equals or matches up with your blueprint. And your blueprint is your expectation for how life should be. So I'll recap it. When your life conditions matches your blueprint, which is your expectation for how life should be, you will be happy. So Ravi, I'll put you on the spot right here and ask you, what's something you're happy about in your life right now? Yes, I would say my kids. Awesome. So your life condition with those two beautiful children, and I've got to meet your kids. They are amazing, right? Your life conditions equals or matches up with that blueprint of what you wanted to be as a father, you know, seeing your kids play sports, seeing them excel at school, having those cuddles at night under the covers, whatever it is, that's the formula for happiness because what's going on in your reality matches your blueprint. Is that correct? Yeah. And I I would even say that it's, it's even, you know, another math simple greater than my blueprint. Uh, my What I expected life to be like as a father is is better uh, in reality yep. than my expectations. I love that. Congratulations. And again, you've got awesome kids, as do I. So that's the first formula, but there's also polarity. Remember the law of polarity. So the second formula is what we call the formula for unhappiness. And the formula for unhappiness is when your capital LC, and then you put an equal sign, but this time draw a diagonal line through the equal sign and put BP. So the formula for unhappiness is when our life conditions, what's going on in our reality, does not match up or equal our blueprint, which is our expectation for how things should be. So I'll throw it back to you. And if you're vulnerable enough on your own show, what's something maybe you're not happy with right now? Um, I would say, um, let me think about something I could share with, with everyone. Um, let's just say my, uh, my meal prepping, uh, that okay. I do want to do. I just, I'm not good at that. I'm eating things that I probably shouldn't. Okay. Well, you'll look pretty good for a guy that's not eating, what <laughs> you should. but it's really your life conditions. You choosing not to meal plan or not to shop in the veggie aisle or whatever you're not doing right? It's not consistent with what you want over here. So that's an invitation to change. And I'll come back to that in just a minute. But let's quickly recap the third formula, because this is a big one, Ravi, and it's called the formula for suffering. The formula for suffering. And it's the same as formula two, 
as when your life conditions don't match your blueprint, but then you got to write these words after and they are, and I feel powerless to change it. When your life conditions do not match your blueprint and you feel powerless to change it, that's what invokes what we call suffering, right? And I don't think there's anything that has you in formula three, is there? Uh, not that I can think of right now okay, or, or, or I want to share uh, like with everyone right now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and even if there is, I've got yeah. some good news for you, for me, and for the listener, that if you ever find yourself in formula three or formula two, and you'd rather live you know, up in formula one, there's only two things to look at. And guess what? They're on either side of the equal sign, right? It means you either got to go out there and change your life conditions and do something differently, or you've got to really check in with your blueprint. Get clear on what do you want? Why do you want it? What's the leverage to change? And so in all the coaching I do, whether I'm coaching an Olympian or I'm coaching a Fortune 500 executive or a real estate investor or a doctor, we are always working on, well, what are your life conditions, right? What do you want? And then ultimately, we start looking at cross-pollinating and starting to make some changes. But folks, I'm telling you, if you understand that you're living in those three formulas every day and you've got a new awareness that you don't want to be in Formula 3 that much or even Formula 2, you can be at cause rather than at the effect to step into Formula 1. Ravi, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's incredibly powerful. Um, and it really simplifies things because people... and and, and you know, we we were getting up to this point and we're talking about a lot of different topics and a lot of different ways to bring happiness into your life and the importance of happiness. And there are many distinctions. There are many modalities to do that. But if you really look at the basics of it, it comes down to this. It's, you know, your life conditions and your blueprint. And either you change your expectations, you decide that what you thought you wanted, maybe you don't really need or don't really want, um, or you change your blueprint or, you know, or, or your life conditions around that rather. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it makes it very simple and you can figure out how to change, um, by, you know, talking to people, by listening to podcasts like this, by getting a coach or what have you talking to your friends. Um, but it really, it really makes it simple and straightforward and you can really grasp these concepts easily. Just understanding this formula. So good, Ravi. So good. And I invite the listener to do what I call taking a personal inventory of different categories. Like, you know, where are you in your career? Where are you in your finances? Where are you in your health? Where are you in your relationships? Where are you in your personal growth? And are you reading good books? And are you listening to great podcasts? Are you going to events? Where are you with, you know, dealing with your aging parents or your siblings? Where are you with charity? I mean, are you tithing and giving back to the to people that need it? But really going through each of these, and it doesn't take that long. And if you're really honest with yourself, you'll start to see where, you know, what's going on in your reality matches up with what you want, or you're starting to see that, hey, maybe there's some room for improvement. What do you think? Yes, yes, 100%. And, um, you know, thinking about one particular aspect, you know, my career, and I'll, I'll reference this back to myself. Uh, when I was working in a hospital system as a physician, um, I had certain expectations of what that would be like, and my life conditions did not meet that. And I and a lot of my colleagues, a lot of my friends feel that in in, in their particular specialties. Um, so I had a choice. You know, I could change my expectations of what it meant to be a 
a physician, or I could change the conditions in which I was in at the time. And, and I decided to change those conditions. I shortened the length of time I was going to spend there. I went 50%. I started changing my expectations around what it meant to be a physician as well. And then soon I just came, I just sort of, I left that position and started uh, my new career in functional medicine. And I completely switched everything around in that formula. So you can think about this formula and, and, you know, I, I didn't, know the specifics of it back then, but it was what I was doing. I was thinking about these things and shifting them and changing them and making them work for me. And now, you know, that now the formula works and I do feel much happier in my current field uh, of practice in functional medicine. It's really what I feel passionate about. It's what I felt I was meant for being a, and being a doctor. Um, so it, it, it really worked well for me. Yeah. And I coach a ton of doctors and I'm sure there's some listening to us right now you know, where, you know, once you make that decision, you know, it's like a, a, a pebble thrown into a pond that has those circles that come out when you're better in your choice of what you're doing in your career or what you want to do financially. I know somebody listening to this probably wants to get into real estate. You know, when you're at cause and you make that change and yes, change can be hard because it's unfamiliar and it's messy and all of that. But when you make that commitment to change and you throw that pebble in, you know, that starts to, you know, show up differently you know, in your finances, it shows up differently in your relationships. It shows up differently how you are with your children. There is a ripple effect. And that's why as a coach, we often say that a high tide lifts all boats. What do you think? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that was wonderful. Thank you, Trevor, for going through that. Um, and I just also, and I want to end on different modalities and techniques people can use to get to a happier place. And we spoke about a lot of them and, you know, maybe we can summarize some of them. Maybe we can talk about some different modalities that people can use. Uh, one of them is changing your state. I think this is extremely important. Maybe you could elaborate on that. What does that mean exactly? Yeah. I love that question too, because your state is how you show up in your mind, in your body, right? Right now uh, we're in a pretty cool state because we get to see each other through this great vehicle called zoom and, you know, we've known each other for a long time. We get along like a house on fire. So that means that we're really focused on, you know, each other. We're focused on the listener. We're focused on delivering content. So the first part of your state is your focus. And again, we always say where focus goes, energy flows. The second part is your physiology, right? That's if you're tired or you're lethargic or you're not happy, I bet your shoulders are down. I bet your voice is deep. I bet you're breathing shallow. So if you want to change your state, get up and move, right? We always say that all emotion is changed by motion. You got to move. For me, I'll put on really, you know, awesome music. I'll put on the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or, you know, something that really gets me moving. So once you change your focus and once you change your physiology, the third and final part is really your language. And I've become known in our family, what we call the language police, because if you always say things like, well... I really should go out for a walk or I ought to eat my veggies or maybe tomorrow I'll do this should ought to maybe those are weak forms of commitment. You got to get up, move your body, move your mind and say, I've got this, or I'm doing this, or I'm you know committed to this because when you change your focus, you change your physiology and you change your language, it will completely and radically change your state. Yes. And it will um, also the, the, the strength of your words that you use is very important. If you say, you know, what you did was shocking. It was incomprehensible. You know, it was, <laughs> it was such a disaster. 
you know, versus, Hey, what you did you know, bothered me a little bit. It, it disturbed me slightly. Yeah. You know, you can, you can shift what you, how you address things that bother you or, you know, affect you in an adverse way. And those words you use actually will become the reality of the situation. You will start to understand that, you know, if you say something is shocking, it will become shocking. You remember it as such. Yep. And you say, and, and it, it works the opposite way. If there's something that's amazing and you can say, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. That's okay. You know, versus that was spectacular. That was fantastic. So good. Um, brilliant. You know, it's you, so using these words to your advantage is extremely important and it actually shifts how you feel. So that the point you made about language is extremely important. And yeah, I love that. My, my wife, about. Lisa, she's always said that your word is your wand, right? Yeah. You know, your word is your wand and, and you know what? It has energy. Words have energy. They convey energy and they convey emotion. So I love that you added that. Excellent. So, so changing your state, which is your focus, your language, your physiology, which is kind of like your body language, your breathing, your posture, that type of thing. Um, that's number one. Number two, questions, asking the right questions, right? So that's extremely important. That's it. So yeah, a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, questions are going to control the quality of your life. I always say, you know, if you ask a negative question, your brain's going to find a negative answer versus if you ask a positive question, your brain's going to search for something. So what I would say as an example of that is if we walk down any street in America today and you were to say, you know, what are three things not working in your life right now? Somebody's going to say, well, I'm broke, or they're going to say, well, I'm fat, or they're going to say, well, I'm not in a good relationship with my spouse. You know, we call those the big three, money, health, and relationships, right? We call it the broke, fat, and lonely syndrome. Well, if all you're doing is asking, why am I so broke? Why am I so fat? And why am I so lonely? Your brain's going to answer it in a negative way versus you changing your questions and asking what we call a moving towards or a positive question, which is, you know, why am I so abundant, right? Why am I in such great shape? Or why am I in such a loving, healthy relationship with my spouse? Even if you're not there yet, by asking the powerful questions in a positive way, you'll find an answer. You're, you're rich because you've got a job or you've got an opportunity to go get a new job or invest in real estate or, you know, invest in the stock market or buy some crypto, whatever it is. The brain is always looking for what's next, right? That's why, you know, it's such a magical piece of equipment, you know, far superior to Google in my mind, because it can instantly, you know, react or respond, as we like to say, based on the quality of question we program in it. What do you think? Yes. So yeah, asking, asking the right questions gives you the right answers. Asking better questions gives you better answers. You know, you, you ask if you're in that that situation where, you know, you're describing, why am I so poor? You can, you can ask the question, how, how can I get out of this position I'm in to create more wealth in my life? That's you it. Know, it's how like can I create abundance? Shifts focus. Yeah. The that's question it. shifts focus and that's, Bingo. and that's so important. It is. Um, and you also bring up a good point about identity. If we make a decision from a story or an identity of being say a victim, we're going to make a different decision than if we choose to step out of victim and into being a victor on your way to victory, right? So yes. identity matters, questions matter because they all convey energy and emotion. Excellent. Um, there's another distinction, the law of contrast, um, you know, comparing yourself to something else. Uh, can you just describe that to us, Trevor? Yeah. The law of contrast is an amazing, you know, thing for, 
all of us to really take a look at because there's a great book that recently came out by Dr. Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan called The Gap and the Gain. And I love this book, Ravi, because most people are focused on the gap of where they are and where they want to be or where they want to get to. And there's a huge range between where they are and where they want to be physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, or whatever it is. The goal here is not to compare yourself to everyone else's journey, because in that moment you lose. And that's what we will call contrast when you can focus on what they call the game. And that is how much better a person are you than you were a year ago? How much smarter are you? How much wiser are you? How much more love have you had? How much more experience have you had? Where have you traveled? What have you tried that was new? Because we really win by focusing on the gain rather than the contrast of where everyone else is. Because the minute we you know, kind of compare ourselves to Elon Musk or Oprah Winfrey or Jeff Bezos, we lose, right? But are you in a better place than you were a year ago or six months ago or three months ago? Or are you a better person today than you were yesterday? That's called contrast, but I focus on the gain rather than focusing on the big gap. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. So some people I know are, I look at them incredibly successful um, in their, you know, excelling in their career or you know, happily married, have kids, but they're miserable because they're like looking at the person next door saying, Hey, why does this person have all this stuff? Why does, you know, like, how come I can't have a four car garage or, you know, what have you it's, you know, it, you're you're contrasting yourself to someone else, whereas you don't even realize that you have such abundance. And maybe think about the person that uh, you know, the majority of the world that can't afford, you know, um, you know, like uh, half or even a quarter of what you have. And you you focus on that, and that's when you realize how much you have, and that brings that brings happiness to you. That's so, so good. Yeah, and I don't know if the listeners know the statistic, but uh, approximately one third of the world lives on less than $2 a day, right? That's crazy. Think about that. One third of the people on this planet live on less than $2 a day. And here we are running to Starbucks and buying $6 coffees and we drive cars and live in houses and have food in the fridge. So contrast on the other side of that can be very powerful as well. Yeah. You think think about that at any time and you should not be unhappy in your situation. That's right. Um, A couple, two more things. Uh, judgment versus perception. I think this is an important distinction. Yeah. Judgment is really where, you know, you really cast a belief or a value or a rule about someone or something from your lens or what we call your MOW, your model of the world without really seeing, okay, well, you know, what does this look like if I go and look at it from another perspective? Or what does it look like if I go from another angle? Because I'll give you an example. If there is a, you know, a car crash in an intersection in any major city, you know, and the police go and interview people over on this corner and they say, what happened? These people say, well, that car ran the red light and crashed into this car. Then the police say, thank you for your statement. They go kitty corner to the other side and ask them over there, the witnesses, what happened? They tell a completely different story, right? Same accident, two different perspectives. So you got to be very, very careful not to judge people. That's why we say never judge a book by its cover, you know, and I really do have this core belief that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all here from, you know, what we call the universe, whereas unity means one and verse means song, right? 
we're all singing the same song. We all want the same thing. We want to be happy. We want to be healthy. We want to be abundant. We want to travel. We want to be in great relationships. So I think that, you know, when you really start to see things through a new lens, um, you're able to really, you know, potentially then go out and live a better life. How would you speak to that, Ravi? Yes. Um, and and I'll, I'll, I'll just share a personal example. Uh, I was talking to my wife. We're discussing something um, that she got upset about. And she was saying, well, you're like this. You're like this. You know, and and my point was, well, if once you define me, you negate me, right? You define, right. You, you judge me, you define me. Um, then you don't open the door for another uh, uh, option, another uh, perception, another opinion. Um, whereas if you come to someone and say, hey, it seems to me that you're this way, what do you think? You know, so you, now instead of judging, you're, you're opening up to perception. Um, it opens that conversation up. So it's, it's a way to sort of, you know, instead of focusing on your opinions about some circumstance, um, you are open to different ideas and that opens the door to abundance to potentially more happiness in that particular situation. That's it. It's absolutely yeah. true. It's perspective. It's, it's the model of the world and everyone's entitled to their own model of the world, but you know, you haven't walked a mile in anyone else's shoes until you have. And, you know, there's a great quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer. I know that you probably, you know, are pretty familiar with him. Maybe the listener is as well, where he said this great quote, that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I just love that because it's all about perspective. And, uh, you know, God bless him. He passed away a few years ago, but uh, I was fortunate enough to, you know, not only study his stuff, but see him in person and an amazing human being. Yes. And, you know, it's funny. I just read that quote today. Wow. I, use, I use an app called Insight Timer. I don't, oh, I don't know yes. if you, you use yes. that. Of course. You, okay. You saw that quote. Yeah, that's that awesome. Yep, that's funny. <laughs> How funny is that? That's yes. awesome. Um, great meditation app for those out there. If you if you want to, just it's free. Um, uh, Insight Timer is the name. Thank you, Trevor. This was amazing. Um, this was uh, really uh, a masterclass about happiness. It was. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff, and I wanted to give the listeners some actionable items there at the end. So if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're not happy about something, or you kind of baseline feel that uh, you're not where you should be. I hope listening to this and re-listening to this will give you some ideas. Um, Trevor mentioned a lot of different books, amazing books. Um, I've read some of them. I haven't read others, but we'll we'll have those in the show notes. Um, Trevor, is there anything else that you would like to say to end? I would. And thank you again for having me on. I love who you are and I love the show and love what you do. But, you know, I remind people that, you know, we're, we're really not here on this planet very long, Right maybe, you know, 75, 100 years, for some people a little bit shorter, some people a little bit longer. But I always invite people to go back and spend more time with children and be more childlike, right? When you were a child, you were full of awe and wonder and possibility and you laughed. I mean, there's a study, Ravi, where they, you know, literally sat there and watched children and counted how many times a kid laughs a day. And would you believe it was over 100 and then they sat and they, you know, watched all these adults. The only the the number of times an adult laughs a day is roughly twelve to fifteen. So I'm reminding you, I'm reminding me, I'm reminding the listener yeah. to be more childlike, not childish, but childlike. <laughs> Spend time with children, get around babies and infants, and you know, little ones. And I tell you, they will fill up your cup and light you up like you never, you know, felt before. Excellent. Thank you so much, Trevor. And 
How could the listener contact you or reach out to you? Yeah, thank you again. Um, they can simply go to my website. It's trevormcgregor.com. I know you'll pop that in the show notes, trevormcgregor.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn and other social channels, but uh, website, LinkedIn, probably the easiest way to find me. Wonderful. Thanks again. Happy to have you. We'll have you back soon. Awesome, brother. Thank you. And keep up the great work. Absolutely. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please make sure to hit the subscribe and the like button and leave a comment about what you'd like to see on our future episodes. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only, does not substitute for professional care, nor does it constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for medical care, please seek a qualified doctor or medical professional. For more information, or if you'd like to check out our programs, please visit our website, peakwellnesshealth.com. That's peakwellnesshealth.com.